Megalodont shark. Are bendable phones the next big thing? Who is America's top young scientist 2023? Get the answers to these questions and more on this episode of Knickknack News, a news podcast featuring exciting tech breakthroughs, scientific discoveries, and fun, uplifting news stories without the political drama. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story this week is dinosaur news. This is from Live Science, and the headline is amazing, and it is <laughs> Jurassic Pliosaur Mega Predator was a giant sea murderer. I I I do like that. And both <laughs> both Mega Predator and Sea Murderer are in quotes, so that's how you know it's real. Wait, sea murderer is in quotes in, in the quote. headline? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um so a newly described sea monster, their words, named Lorrainosaurus, which I think is a funny name. Lorrainosaurus. It, it just sounds like an, an older woman named Lorraine, who's also a dinosaur. Um, it was a Jurassic giant with a 4.3 foot long jaw and a torpedo shaped body from the group of pliosaurs called Thalassophonia or sea murderers. That's apparently what that directly That's what that means. Thalassophonia. <laughs> Um, wow! At least according to this article, that's I didn't I didn't fact check them on that one because I don't know what language I would be checking. I guess that's probably Latin. Anyway, uh, scientists uh, yeah. first uh, Greek, <laughs> maybe Latin? Greek. It sounds Greekish, also. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, scientists first unearthed this creature's fossils in 1983, but in a new study that was published on October 16th uh, in the journal Scientific Reports, which. It's a good place to put That's a scientific a good report. Um, <laughs> the, these researchers reanalyzed the remains and found that the predator belonged to a previously unknown genus of species and represented the oldest, quote, megapredatory pliosaur on record. They never really explained what makes it a megapredator. Um, I guess just the fact that it's a predator and it's big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the name comes from the fact that the fossils were unearthed in the former region of Lorraine in northeastern France, which is probably pronounced like Lorraine or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. So paleontologist Pascal uh, Godefroy, um, it's an interesting last name, first described them in a short 1994 study. He assigned the species to a genus of pliosaurs called uh, Simolestes. I guess, and named it uh, Simolestes Kalini. Um, and this uh, particular place where received little attention after that publication, but since fossil researching techniques have improved uh, in the years since the new study's authors decided to revisit it, they found that it had several characteristics that separated it from other fossils uh, in this particular genus, including a differently shaped lower jawbone and a mandible that was at least one foot longer than any other species in the genus. Oh. So like, this is different enough to be in the i don't know what 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 threshold you have to cross to be like that's a different genus but this one they decided should be in its own uh category um so yeah they said it required its own branch on the pliosaur evolutionary tree and created the genus lorenosaurus so it became lorenosaurus colini uh so they kept the species name um the reevaluation of this fossil pushes the emergence of giant predatory pliosaurs by, uh, back by up to around 5 million years. So this is like 
five million years earlier than we thought this kind of creature existed. Got it. I think if I'm understanding their wording correctly. And they said it was more than 20 feet long, um, which is pretty long. Uh, but apparently they recently found one from the late Jurassic period. This is from the early, I believe, um, that was estimated to have been 50 feet long. So this oh. one's like, not even, it's not the biggest one they found, but it's still, still pretty big. 20 yeah. feet long with a 4.3 foot long jaw. Um, this is like a recreation of what its head probably looked like. Whoa. It's got a big, creepy, lot of teeth that go very far back. And that's like its actual jawbone, I believe. Wow. And then this is like an artist's rendering of what it might have looked like. And the artist's rendering, it looks happy. It looks like it's smiling. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Look how happy it is. It's got lots I, of teeth I guess. also. I guess it looks happy. It kind of looks like a weird dolphin. But... Yeah, it's, it looks like but a... But it's enormous, and it will eat everything. It's a, <laughs> it's one of those dinosaur-like dolphin... What's the other animal I'm thinking? I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, it's like no, the it's, ichthyosaurs, it's which were also like dinosaur-like or With the like flippers. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a plesiosaur, but those had the long necks. This one just has a... Oh, that honestly, like I think that's what I'm kind of thinking, except the head is totally different. But yeah, yeah, it basically looks like a plesiosaur, but with just like... A short, with like just, an, it has no neck, with basically. like a crocodile head instead <laughs> yeah. of or like a, a whale, long neck. like a weird whale. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> a weird whale. I just thought that was a neat creature. That is neat. My first story today is shark news. <laughs> this is from usatoday.com. And the headline is, New Shark Species Discovered in Mammoth Cave National Park. Wow, it's all kinds of sea murderers. I know. (laughs) This is also a sea murderer, although they didn't say that in the title. It probably was. Although, okay, once I show you the artist rendering, it's not going to be as, it's not as menacing as your dinosaur. Not as murdery as as this thing. Not really, actually. But you hear shark and, you know, you think the default thing is a great white, but this is more of like... Honestly, it looks more like a stingray oh, okay. type thing, but yeah. it's technically a shark, apparently. Huh. They're all in the same family, I think, so. Sharks yeah, like because they kind of have, yeah. Yep. So, U.S. researchers discovered a new shark species in rock layers at Mammoth Cave in Kentucky, according to the National Park Service. On October 11th, uh, which also was National Fossil Day, which I didn't know about, which is fun. Hmm. Um. Like, on that day, they found this new species, and it's a species of petalodont shark, which is a type of shark with petal-shaped teeth. Huh. Okay. Wow, what a coincidence that they found it on the day. I know. (laughs) Or they just announced it then. I don't know, but... Yeah, they just, like, they saw it on the day before, and they're like, let's not tell anyone tomorrow. Yeah, they're like, let's hold on. Let's hold on. Just wait. Just wait. Put a sheet over it. (laughs) Put a sheet over it. We didn't see this. We didn't see this. Um, so the discovery was made in the STE Genevieve Formation rock layer at the National Park, which I don't know what that means, but it's like a specific specific, specific, a specific layer of rock in part of the cave system, uh, about 85 miles south of Louisville. This new species, which is being called Strigolodus, I'm always bad at these. <laughs> Strigolodus talisonae was discovered 
because they saw spoon-like teeth in the cave's wall and ceiling. I'm like, those aren't supposed to be there. Yeah, I was like, that looks like teeth. Let's investigate. Oh, and this is the first time a shark species has been discovered at Mammoth Cave. Hmm. So, they, yeah, they've discovered other things, but... Otherwise, it's cool. just been mammoths. It's just been mammoths. This cave full That's of mammoths. That's not why I've called, I've called them. Have you ever been to Mammoth Cave? I can't remember. I feel like I have. I was once when I was a kid. It was really cool. But, yeah, I, but I, don't, yeah. I don't remember for sure. It's just, it's called that because it's, like, so, 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 so huge. Yeah. And, like... Well, it's got to have a lot of room to keep all those mammoths in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is the, this is the artist rendering of this. Oh, that's that's kind of cool. It's got like, yeah, it looks like a ray, but like its fins are still detached at the back, sort of. So it's like, it's like it has like wings almost. It looks very elegant, honestly, for a shark. It's got a lot of flowy bits. Yeah, I like it. I agree. I think it's a cool looking shark. Wish we had some. I don't know (laughs) where. (laughs) Somewhere. I wish they were. Yeah, like in an aquarium or something where I could see one because it looks like it'd be cool to see in motion. Yeah, this is like the perfect thing to put in an aquarium. Yeah, it's actually. a decorative You're right. shark. You're right. It's a, de- <laughs> <laughs> it's a decorative shark. That's so accurate. <laughs> so yeah, new shark species. New, um, sh- new shark just dropped. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and the um, the article also mentioned that there's this. I don't know if it's this exact same group of researchers or there's like an organization or whatever that's that's trying to um, facilitate more like of this type of research of looking at fossils in the caves. Um, and they started doing that in like 2019, I guess. So um, like there's a specific effort around like what other discoveries can we make down here? So maybe I mean, really an- cool. another shark, maybe, maybe, but maybe a new type of mammoth, all sorts of potential maybe a mammoth shark, water, cre- shark, with water tusks. Cre- a shark with tusks. That'd be, pretty That'd be scary. incredible. Yeah. See that scary because why? Yeah. <laughs> Why does this sea creature have tusks, first of all? <laughs> that doesn't make evolutionary sense. <laughs> when a shark and a mammoth love each other very <laughs> My next story is smartphone news. This is from Ars Technica, and the headline is, Motorola demos smartphone that can wrap around your wrist. Um, it's the slap bracelet of smartphones. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slap bracelet smartphone. Um, yeah, I. That's so. We've talked about foldable uh, phones before, which I think are stupid, and now we have bendable phones, which I think are. I mean, they're just foldable phones, but they fold in more places. I mean. Okay, I, I'm like thinking about this. I'm like, okay. This feels very like like one of those things you would see in like a sci-fi futuristic movie that people have like an armband where they just stick it out and it like projects and then they, they can see whatever information they want. Mm-hmm. But like in real life, I don't think that would be really practical. Yeah. It seems like it would, yeah, not be very practical or very comfortable to wear an entire phone on and then, your wrist. Or comfortable because then you're wearing this bulky thing, mm-hmm. which I know you didn't say anything about projections here, but I'm assuming it's yeah, like you it take is, it yeah. off yeah, and, then and it's unroll just, it or and then whatever. it's a phone. But yeah. like, I'll show you some pictures of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, this was demoed at Lenovo Tech World 2023 in Austin, Texas, which I'm sure you heard about. 
you know, do you follow Lenovo Tech? I've never heard of this. No, this, I did not. Apparently, it's been going on for at least like, let's see, seven years. Because oh. apparently, they showed a similar phone at the same event in 2016. Oh. Um, no, I have not heard of that event. So this, hmm. for some reason, yeah, this article kept referencing, it's like, this is different than the last one that they showed. And I was like, I didn't know that there was a last one. That sounds, it's kind of weird that they're showing it again. Hmm. Um but they call it an adaptive display. Um, in on stage at the event, uh, Lexi Valasek, who is an innovation strategy and product research lead for Motorola, Motorola Mobility, she held a prototype of this phone. It looked like a regular phone when you started with it, but then she bent it into an arch shape, like so she could just like hold it up in her hand as like an arch, and then she then took it and wrapped it around her wrist like a cuff. And as she did that, like when you bend it into an arch, like it shows like a half display, like of whatever. And then when you put, like put it around your wrist, it turns into like a clock face, like so it's like so it looks it's like a aware watch. of like what it what position it's in. Yeah, it looks just like a watch. I mean, like a really weird big watch that's also a phone, but <laughs> yeah, it looks like a watch. Okay. Um, and yeah, they said it like adapted to this new positioning positioning relatively quickly, um, and. This person was also wearing some kind of metal bracelet around her wrist where she wrapped the phone around it, suggesting that they needed something like on your wrist already to, to attach it to securely, which kind of makes sense because unless you can like wrap it fully around your wrist, yeah. it seems like it would be pretty prone to falling off. So they had, I don't know if it was like a magnet situation or something that like it attaches to, but okay. either way, it yeah, wasn't just like, sense. you're just not just like putting your phone around your wrist and that's the end of it. Um, that is what I was initially imagining, but. I do think it makes more sense to have like a some type of underlying like bracelet or something that I would right. just like, especially like given how much this surely would cost in like an actual product. Like you would not want that thing just slipping off of your wrist and yeah. that's the end of your phone. Um, yeah, so like these new positions that you can bend it into, like the arched position, or you can also bend it so it's like kind of like a three quarter situation where it's like a stand but like up kind oh. of. Um, okay. This is apparently new since the 2016 demo that they that they mentioned, and it also has like a padded fabric back so that it's more comfortable to wear. So it's like kind of cushioned on the back, which honestly might be kind of nice for a regular phone. Um, sounds nice and comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a pillow yeah, why don't for they your make, hand. They make iPhones with this like that squishy, like yeah, like that's, um, that's, I mean, I'm sure squishable stuffed animal like, material back. Probably wouldn't be able to use the MagSafe stuff and. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> there are currently no plans to actually release this as a product. Um, this is just this was a like just a tech demo for now. Though, like, who knows? In the future, they might decide. Apparently, foldable phones currently represent only one to two percent of the market worldwide in 2022. Or they, that's yeah, that's what they represented in 2022. But they're expecting the market to grow rapidly as prices decline. And I'm like. Sure, I guess. I don't know. I don't need my phone to fold. I don't need that. Does that make me old? I don't know. No. <laughs> so, you and no, your newfangled I mean, folding phone. <laughs> I, I don't know that I need it either, but I will say, like, part of me does have some nostalgia for, like, an old flip phone. Like, Yeah, that's I think true. I did, back then, I did enjoy the tactileness of, like, flipping it open. Mm-hmm. I had one of those slider it. ones. And I remember I would always just be like sliding it open and closed all the time. If I had a 
flip smartphone, I probably would end up doing like I would just be holding it and just flip it open and close it and flip it open and close it, which is probably not good for the probably joint. not good for it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um well, they're gonna have there to is something that out. to that, I think. Um that's the only thing I will say. Yeah. Besides that, it just seems like it it I mean it's just a gimmicky kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, so. here's the pictures of it. Here it is in phone form. Oh, that just, where it just looks, looks like, like a normal phone. phone. Here it is oh. in like the stand form where it's like the bottom part of the screen is cut off, but it like adapts to only show stuff on that top part. Okay. Here it is folded in half. Oh. Sort of like a, you can make it into a little clock basically <laughs> by folding it in half. Yeah. And then here it is on a wrist. And it has a watch face on it. Yep. That's really interesting, but also I just I want to know how they did that now. Like how Yeah. Can it curve that much? I have to imagine just there's some clever pl- like placement of components inside of it, like probably the most Important stuff is like shoved into the top into and bottom the top of and it. Bottom. Where that, those yeah. aren't like going to be bending much. And then the screen itself, like it, it makes sense. We've had flexible displays for a while, but probably just not anything that's practical to put on something like pro- not practical to mass produce like this. I don't know. I'm trying to imagine like being in a place like the airport or something, and like everybody has that. Like just like looking over, and the person next to you just has a phone on their wrist. on their. It just it that looks weird. Yeah. But I, don't I also disagree. thought that about AirPods. So yeah, it's like, it's like and here I am saying like, oh, foldable phones, uh, and I'm gonna probably gonna gonna have one in like two years. Who knows? <laughs> like I don't, I don't trust my opinions about technology anymore. Like it would be kind it's of like, looks weird, but you know, like I also never thought I'd have an Apple Watch, and I'm actively wearing one right now. So same. <laughs> so <laughs> we all give in eventually. It would be but, kind of nice freeing up that pocket. You don't have to. Keep yeah. it in your pocket. You can just kind of have it on you. I think also since I wear like women's pants that don't have functional pockets, mm-hmm. I I like that even more. If there was a way to carry your phone around that didn't involve shoving it into a yeah, pocket, a pocket that it was not designed it for. It fits a quarter of the phone or like Still can't believe a bag not, or something. Why isn't there just a company that's just like we make women's pants with pockets? Like they would be Instant I don't know. Success. I kind of want to start that company. <laughs> yeah. It just it's such a it's such a trope at this point. It's just like why hasn't somebody just done it? Cuz I guess yeah, I, know. It, it, I don't know. It's annoying. Yeah. Just make bigger pockets. Yeah, there's an idea for whoever's listening who wants to start a new You can still have company. Here's the thing. You can still have stuff be tailored or tight fitting or whatever in those styles if you think that's like most people want with big pockets yeah, though. Yeah. Just also like add that, pockets. these things aren't mutually exclusive. Nope. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Especially if the phone becomes bendable, then it can just bend to the form. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See? It's all coming together. It is going to be useful. They're going to bring it to market, and then Mm -hmm. in a few years, everyone's going to have one of those. Yep. My next story is science news. This is from usatoday.com. The headline is, 14-year-old who invented soap to treat skin cancer named America's top young scientist. That seems pretty useful. 
Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, the winner of the America's Top Young Scientist Award, which is a award sponsored by 3M and Discovery Education, is a 14-year-old um, named Heman Michele, a ninth grader from Annandale, Virginia. And this competition apparently is considered one of the country's top middle school science competitions. Oh. <laughs> um, so he says, I have always been interested in biology and technology, and this challenge gave me the perfect platform to showcase my ideas. So human developed a bar of soap with some type of compound in it, which this article did not say what it was, but it's designed to both treat and prevent melanoma. And one bar of the soap costs only 50 cents to, like, produce. Wow. That's pretty so, cool. according to his proposal and stuff, which he, I think to do this, like, you have to put together, like, a whole, like, I think he had a whole, like, pitch and, like, a business. Like, th- like there a were shark clips. Tank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there were clips from something <laughs> on the news website that I was looking at this, and it looked like it was, like, one of those Shark Tank type presentations. Like, so he had to, like, put all this stuff together, I think with like feasibility and why this would be useful and all this stuff. Um, Hmm. It was, it was cool. Um, So he hopes that he can actually refine this and create a nonprofit organization to distribute this soap to communities in need over the next five years, according to the people running the competition. So that was really cool. Um, So human spent the past four months competing against nine other finalists um, to be named America's top young scientist. So this competition was created to help students between the fifth and eighth grades create an innovative idea to change their world. Although I think if you're in ninth grade, you can also, cause I think probably like when you first enter by the time, like it takes a while for things to happen. Right, and yeah. so then you end up in ninth grade. But and yeah. a technicality. <laughs> technicality. Um, so a ninth grader from San Jose, California won second place for developing a cost-effective patch that allows for self-automated medication delivery without pills or needles. thats I don't know any other details, but that sounded cool, too. So you just put, like, a patch on and deliver stuff through your skin instead? Yeah, probably. That's neat. It's mm-hmm. a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a seventh grader from Andover, Massachusetts, came in third place for developing a glove that can detect certain epileptic seizures with common hand movements. That happened during them. Wow. Oh, these kids are smart. I know. <laughs> like, oh, man, I wish I did something like this when yeah. I was in middle school. It's really impressive. Yeah. It's like, what was I even doing? Like, drawing? I'd... <laughs> <laughs> You're in seventh grade. I'm in seventh grade. Like, just, you have, like, a coloring drawing. book. Just coloring <laughs> in a coloring book, I assume. I don't remember. That was so long ago. What did, who knows you what were I probably, did Were then. you already interested in, like, computers back then, do you think? I like, in middle I school? I mean, yes. I, I almost certainly was. Just, I just don't remember. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what I did either. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I'm just going to stick with coloring. For now. <laughs> um, and th- this article said that the National Institute of Health reports that skin cancer is one of the most commonly diagnosed groups of cancers worldwide. So obviously, like, advances in that area in terms of science and technology are very useful to lots of people. So... Mm-hmm. This was really cool. And congrats 
too human, and I don't know what's in the soap, but <laughs> but um, well, it's a trade secret. He can't tell. Apparently, you. yeah, it's it's just it's soap you can just use like in the shower or whatever, like over your skin. It's supposed to treat it. It sounded like it was also like whatever was in it was like a preventative too, but huh? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. I know, so useful. Such a good idea. Good job, child scientist. Okay, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. Although I have to say that next week is Halloween. So we're going to be posting our Halloween episode. Probably on Halloween. That's the goal. I think that's the plan. (laughs) So, So keep an eye out for that next week. If you want to share a story with us about child geniuses or anything else, you can send us an email at knickknacknews at gmail.com. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.